Welcome to Accounting Insider. I'm Andrew Montessi with Kim Nitschke. Now, Kim, there's been two major themes with the Accounting Insider podcast show so far. One is property, which we've been covering extensively. The other one is the advancement of technology and how to streamline your business, boost profits, and um, I guess really capitalise on... uh, yeah, the, the advancement of technology and uh, what's ahead in this space. So, in the past, we've co- covered off going paperless, uh, many other tips and techniques that you've shared with us. We have touched on outsourcing. You've, you've done it in a bit of an ad hoc manner. We've referred to Upwork for yes. freelancer type stuff. Yes. Now, a number of accountants are looking to Manila and other regions to back-end their offices is this something that you've been exploring? Yes. Now, this goes back to another episode that we did on um, the cost of company culture. Mm-hmm. At that point, that was a major turning point for me in my business. And because I had such a bad experience out of it, I vowed that I would never make that same mistake again. And at that point, I drew, drew a line in the sand to say, I'm going to look for other less costly ways to employ people because don't let just recapping what happened to me in that situation was I had someone who was working for me um, part-time for about six years and then because I got so busy I moved them into a full-time role and I should have given them a pay cut but I just kept them on the same wages thinking that I was still okay for having them as a casual Mm. for a period of time. What happened? At nine years into it, we parted ways. And not only did I have to pay long service leave on that whole period that they were part-time with me, the six years part-time, it was all treated as though they were full-time for that whole period. That's the way it is. Jeez. Plus, I had to pay long service leave on the three years that they worked for my a guy I bought a business from. Is that crazy or what? That's crazy. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think there was even leave loading in there as well. <laughs> you know, so you think you can stuff that? Never again. You know, never again will I do that. You know, I'm learning a lot by my mistakes, but I'm not naive. In that situation, I probably was, but I'm not going to make that same mistake again. So I thought there's got to be an easier way. And constantly I'm ringing call centres at the bank and I'm hearing these people that are overseas in India or the Philippines. And and I'm also hearing that the big end of town are setting up offices. Hmm. So I thought, I've got to do the research. I've got to look into it. So where did you start? So I started putting the feelers out, and I'm a patient sort of person, so I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I asked around, and some people were a little bit guarded, which surprised me. I was asking other accountants in town, around town, Mm. as to, um, look, I've heard that you're doing a bit of outsourcing. Where do you do it? Oh. They probably see it as their competitive advantage. They do. They do. And I'm pretty well an open book, because I, I like helping people, and I don't think that if I've got an advantage... Um, I don't really want to keep that to myself. I'd rather share it and learn by sharing. Hence why you start a podcast and just tell the world about the ups and downs. That's right. 
Um, so he'd given me a couple of tips and then I had to, he, he just basically said, oh, we, we outsource through Vietnam. So I thought, okay, note to self, Google outsourcing options in Vietnam. Then I spoke to one of his um, partners and he was a bit more forthcoming with the information. He said, oh, that's easy. We use such and such in mm. Vietnam. So I Googled them and then um, <clears throat> I think they were called Odyssey. Mm. So I checked out the website and it looked good. It looked really good. But they started, they were more qualified, but they were sort of like a one-stop shop in um, <clears throat> Vietnam. It was like $30 an hour, so Australian. They're, they're an outsourcing company. In Vietnam. In Vietnam, yep. With an Australian name, but they pride themselves as knowing Australian law and okay. Australian accounting. So I, I entertained that idea for a while. I thought, well, that's great. I, maybe I could get all my superannuation funds processed over in Vietnam with this organisation. But then I thought again about the 30 bucks an hour. I'm thinking, that's a bit rich. Someone's making a hell of a lot of money in the middle. And I couldn't see the advantage in using that model when I can get people in Australia maybe less qualified, but a person in Australia is much more valuable than yeah. trying to converse with someone over on the other side of the world. So <clears throat> I took that one on board. Another one <clears throat> that I heard about was um, being offered, I think it is based in um, India and it's called Back Office. And office is spelled O-F-F-I-S. And so I contacted them. They actually had a business development manager and he was a, he's a wag. He lives up in Brisbane and he came down to Adelaide and came into the office and he was amazing. He just blew me away. Like, one of these guys was sitting down at my desk having conversation, but to take command of the conversation and the room, he stood up and he leant forward over the top of his desk, over the top of the chair, you know so, what I mean? so he's behind the chair yeah. leaning on. Yeah, talking to me. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Okay. Yeah, but he had the gift of the gab. He was very impressive. He said, I've got partners using my model in Victoria who are doing a couple of million dollars a year each in fees and they're playing golf twice a week. And I'm thinking... He's making all the right noises. That's me. That's me. I want a part of this. <clears throat> but he was really hard to get on to. And every time I rang him, he always had some excuse as to why he couldn't ring me back, which worries me. Like, um, his child was sick home from school with the flu. Okay, that's fine. Then the next time I rang him, he had some other excuse. And it was an illness. He'd been in hospital over something kidney stones or something mm. it's probably legit but i'm thinking this is a recurring theme here every time yeah. i speak to him there's, some, there's some excuse why he hasn't been able to he's been really hard to get onto or and he's in that meeting when he was standing up leaning over the chair he said i knock back half the people who want to come on board with me but oh, i like Chester. you oh, no. <laughs> he's straight out of the playbook and I'm thinking there, like, because you're so disorganised, I said, I probably can bring some structure to your business model too. <laughs> <laughs> we can work together. Anyway, 
I contacted him a couple of times. Eventually, I got through to him and I said, look, we want to give it a go. And he said, right, what we'll do is we'll do, we'll process two super funds for you for free. I thought, wow, that's amazing. Anyway, obviously, they're not sponsoring the podcast because I'll tell you the honest truth of what happened. Mm. <laughs> we gave them the two super funds. It took 15 hours to load our superannuation fund onto their software. 15 hours. Jeez. But this is all free, so I'm not worried. But I am worried. Mm. And I'm thinking, we haven't even started processing the work for the year. How long is that going to take? Yeah. Not a great look. No. So I'm thinking, I'm not going to probably push any more work down that route. So that's two people that I've looked at. Then there was another organisation in Adelaide, and this was a little bit different. That sort of contacted me, or I'd been re- someone in Adelaide had referred them, and I'd, I'd met with a business development manager, and he came around. He was a chartered accountant. His name was Tom. Really impressive guy, r- lovely guy. Um, well spoken, well dressed. Um, easy to get in touch with and more or less said, look, I know what you're after. I can help you. I've done it with all these other organisations. Um, I was still a little bit nervous because he showed me the numbers and the money that they make is horrendous. I was thinking about it when I was having my shower this morning. What do you mean horrendous? Well, what they do is they have an office. Let's go back a step. They had a cleaning business in Adelaide. Now, cleaning is a hard way to make money. The guy who owned the cleaning business sold out for, I don't know, but around $10 million. It's not bad. And then he decided that he was going to establish himself as an outsourcing organisation in Manila. So what he does now, and it's been very successful, everything he touches turns to gold, he has, he's in Manila on a regular basis. He's got people over there running it for him now. He lives in Adelaide. But he will go into a high-rise building and then rent a whole floor. Then he'll bring in the furniture and the computers and the broadband. And then he charges you for a seat. And he's got people over there that will, when you tell him what you want, they'll go and shortlist the applications so that you Skype interview three or four people, Mm -hmm. right? But his charge... $900 a month. Aussie. Right. So you're paying, call it $12,000 a year, for him as like a middleman fee. You see? Plus plus the fee for the individual people. Yeah, yeah, plus their their wage. Yeah, Yeah. which he says is um, what... So he doesn't make anything on that. You see what they get, right? Um, but I still think it's steep, don't you? Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. It depends how much you're paying for the actual individual, the person that's doing the work. Well, well, that's for because me. That's attractive because I'll tell you the numbers. Because there's nothing to hide. So I've ended up, and and it took a lot longer to find the person because they don't all speak great English. Some of them didn't rock up for the Skype interviews. So I think Morgan interviewed nine, Mm. 
and we came up with two that we really liked. And there was a little bit of pressure from them to, you know, um, t- to accept a bit earlier on than we did. So is this going through that guy, the $900 yeah, $900 yeah, yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going through his Philippine manager. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we'd have a Skype call with the manager saying, oh, look, can you come online tomorrow? We've got these three people coming in. Yeah. So we'd interview them. We did that three times. The first three, they said, oh, that person at the last, we like them the best. You should take them on board. And I was saying to Morgan, look. Yeah, they're just hustling. They're trying yeah, to get it Yeah, they're sort of hustling to yeah. sort of push you into it. Because it's less work for them. Yeah. But I was adamant that we had to get someone who was really special over there because of the difficulties with operating with someone on the other side of the world. Now, we're fortunate in time zones because they're working our time zone. Mm. right? So they're on Perth time. So they have to get into work an hour and a half earlier than I do to be able to log on yeah. at the time that I'm in the office. So their wage, we, we ended up getting a CPA, so Certified Practicing Accountant, qualified. It's very hard to get CPA qualification over there. Only a third get through the exam. I don't know whether it's an Australian exam, probably is. Um, and we're, our final cost is $3,000 a month, including their $900 fee. Okay. So they're effectively getting, what, 24 grand? Yep. From what I understand, that's about bang on. Yeah. It's still cheap. Yeah, absolutely. Can you get someone in Australia for that? No way. No. But it is, in a, it, it is less efficient than having an Australian because I can't go, and I love this in my office. You know, I've got four people working for me. I can just go into any of those accounts and say, look, I need this as an urgent job. Can you do it? Whereas with Manila, it's got to be scanned. Then we've got to have that Skype call. Yeah. But we've got screen sharing now so we can see what they're looking at on their screen. Yeah. And we've got a photo of them at their desk like a webcam yeah 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 it's interesting it's is that around that 25 grand mark is what from what i've learned talking to other people in this business and looking into it myself that seems to be around the mark for a well-qualified accountant um but i'm paying more than that how much did you say you were paying 36 36 mm. Maybe you've got stitched up. <laughs> well, maybe I have. No, but no. The, the infrastructure with this organisation is amazing. Like, as soon as we yeah. went online, this is, they said, this is, as soon as we, we went on, on stream with them, um, they said, here's the specs on what you need your computer system to be able to do. So effectively, they're logging in remotely into our server. Yeah. And it was all mapped out. It's like, from what I understand, there's, like you almost there's a difficulty with every way of going about it so if you went and tried to just engage an individual and just cut out the mm. agency mm. middleman that is really difficult that's a disaster because well. you've got to you got to invest in going over there finding the right people where are they you, ultimately you'll you'll probably end up dealing with a middleman anyway like you just can't yeah. avoid it yeah. you could potentially try and track an individual down via a freelancer site like Upwork and then try and lock them down and then employ them. But that's extremely difficult as well. Trying to like test Mm. freelancers through Upwork is, yeah, very hard. Uh, So I think you can't really avoid that middleman type of fee, but you got to look at what you get in return. So there's going to be all these middlemen. Mm. All of them are going to be offering different things, charging Mm. different amounts. But if someone's bringing infrastructure, they're the ones supporting it. They're the yeah. ones actually dealing with the person face-to-face yes. from time to time. Yes. And I think it's worth it. Well, it is, but $12,000 a year. And once, if, if we've got a good person, 
they won't be doing a hell of a lot more than a lot of work at the beginning and just making sure they come into work and all of mm. that after that, you know. So um, it still works. But the, the other thing is to, you know, we're, we're so green at this, but they have a whole range of tests that we put them all through, like all mm. the stuff. And, and it was obvious when they sat down as to who the real bright people were mm. and who the not so bright were. Because some of them had the, the skills that we wanted, um, but fell out with the IQ. So our mindset was, well, let's get someone with the IQ and then we'll train them, mm. pay them to learn our system and our software, mm. and then they'll be even better than that other person. The other thing I forgot to mention is the other option with this, which some organisations have done, they've literally set up a sister office, like an actual um, Nitschke Nankaro Manila. Like it's, an, it's a registered company in the Philippines. Mm. They're responsible for everything. But that's kind of once that's you know what you're level. doing. So there's going to be, there's, you can plot this on a graph. Once you get to um, probably five or six through this model, you can afford to move into that new model. Yeah. Because what you're saving in that service fee type yeah. cost will well and truly cover a person from Australia or from over there who manages it, or yep. maybe it's a joint effort. Yeah. But I'm planning on going over in end of January to meet the person mm. and just to find out about it and just to... I might have to come with you and just make sure that, you know... Yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's great. <laughs> we, should do a, we should do some podcasts from We'll there, do the actually. podcast from over there mm. and we'll, we'll get the employee on the podcast because mm. I love the American accent. Yeah. You know, because it's a very um, uh, US sort of um, educated system. Mm. They plug into that. And that's the thing that I've learned too is that they love working for Australian companies because of our time zone yeah. is so close to theirs. Whereas I think 80% of the staff over there um, are working for US companies, which is eight hours out. Yeah. So they're working the mi middle of the night. I've heard it's – someone who went over there was telling me it was really bizarre. It's like a, it's like a reverse CBD over there, like – Oh. He says you go, you go there, and at and at two a.m. everyone comes out of all the office buildings in Manila and will sit on the street and have like their lunch break <laughs> at two a.m. Like it's it's really bizarre. That's weird because <laughs> it's like you know it's like an outsourcing city. Mm. It's it's bizarre. I've worked night shift. There's nothing worse in the mines. It was just horrendous. I mean, I don't. So with even though they're half an hour, half a day out, and they're working in the middle of the night. I still think that, that you've got to discount their productivity by another 10 or 20% just for the fact they're working the middle of the night. And there'll be days, probably be two or three days in that week, where they won't get a good sleep before they come in for that night shift. Mm. And they'll just be a wreck, mm. you know? It's very interesting. Uh, I think through the podcast, we're going to have to follow these developments. So you've got, you've got this new person working? Yeah, they now. started um, Tuesday and... Everyone in the staff, because it's so different, I've said to Morgan, who's managing this whole experience for me, I said, look, I need to know how we get out. Yeah. You know, because it's just so weird, the whole way that it's operating. But she did say to me yesterday, look, I reckon this is going to work really well. Yeah. Like having worked a whole day with that person, and she's got to be sort of on call because they could at any point in time call her on Skype and she needs to be there otherwise they're mm. going to do sitting around twitting their thumbs um, I think it will work but <clears throat> a couple of things I'm learning is you can't expect them to do anything complex uh, you've got to start with the 
really dumbed down data input work, mm-hmm. just the hack work. And when you've got products like Zero, it works so much better where they don't have to remotely log into our server. They mm-hmm. can just have the username and password yeah. and do it all from there as if they were sitting in the back office here. Um, so, you know, there's, it's not going to suit everyone it, and it's not <clears throat> a foolproof method, but it is certainly much more attractive and it offers that outcome that I wanted when I had that bad experience. Mm. Um, and the other thing is, you know, in Australia, our, the wages are so high. Everyone expects a pay rise every year. This sort of bypasses all of that. Mm. But what I'm hearing is that you've got to be nice to them and include them as part of the team. Otherwise, they'll leave. Yeah, and you're you investing know. so much into the infrastructure around mm. getting this person on board. You actually, it's key to retain them. Yeah. Turnover would be a killer here. I'm supposed to give them two bucks extra a day so they can go down to the Starbucks bucks at the bottom of the building and grab themselves a coffee as like a bonus from the Aussie oh, beautiful. employer. You know, just little stuff like that. that yeah. It means so much to them, but it's a little price for us to pay yeah. here. Beautiful. Well, another interesting chat, Kim, and um, we'll continue this topic because I think it's, uh, there's going to be a lot to learn because more and more in the Western world here, everyone's looking at this uh, outsourcing as an option. So thanks for listening and visit accountinginsider.net to connect with Kim. <laughs>